Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Another week, another W for Golf Subpar. Our man, Tony Finau, got the job done. Yes, after a long drought. All it took was a hurricane mm. to end the drought. Uh, very apropos, but yeah. Five years, five months, 1,900-something days. We've seen all the tweets. We've seen all the memes, all that. I'm so happy for Tony that all this finally ends. No more questions from the media. No more, when are you going to get the second one? When are you going to get it done in a full field event or not an opposite field event? Couldn't be happier for him. Coming down that final stretch, man. I mean, John Rahm leading going in the back nine. I was pretty damn sure that thing was going to be put to bed by John Rahm. And he, he shot even par on the back nine. It's not like he did anything crazy, but Tony just went out and got it, man. 30 on the back nine, five under, including – Colt, like you and I were talking about this earlier, watching on 18 when he dumped it into that front right bunker. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, don't do this because you can just already see the narrative exploding if he doesn't get that up and down and miss the playoff. But he knocks it out there at six feet and rolled that thing in. For, you know, that's what we've seen for so many years. It's, he's had a hard time making the putts and he made them yesterday and it was fun to watch. I, could, I couldn't be happier for, for Tony, man. Yeah, I was more concerned about the putt than in, anything else just because. You know, looking back over his career, he tend to tends to struggle with the putter on Sunday or in the final round, even though it was Monday. But to hit that six footer with the way he did with so much pace and authority, I, re I really, really liked it. It was it was great to see. Um, but I just I said afterwards, I think that six foot putt, I know it was to get ended up being to get into the playoff, will go down as arguably one of the most important shots of his career. He misses that putt right there, and for some reason loses or in, if. Cameron Smith ended up making bogey or something like that. No matter what, if he misses that putt and he doesn't end up winning that golf tournament, it's going to really weigh on him even more than all the other previous misses. He had, he's had eight runner-up finishes since his last win, lost three playoffs. So that was such a big moment for him. You know, sometimes you got to get lucky in golf. And not saying he got lucky, but to have Cam Smith just blow it out of bounds yeah. and have to re-tee after Tony already striped it down the middle of the fairway. It was it was over right there. Yeah, I mean that's a night. It was it was a combination of being extremely clutch, thirty on the back nine, like I said, that six footer on eighteen, mammoth putt. You could already see the narrative just exploding if he doesn't get in that playoff and end up winning. And then he guts one, just hits a BB down in the first playoff hole, and then Cam Smith. There's where the luck part comes in. He hit pumps at OB. Like there's really not many chances you're going to get to get in a playoff, and Bogey's going to win you the golf tournament. He got in there and. Uh, and he earned it, and he earned every single bit of it. And, it, dude, it's a big shakeup, not only just, like, for Tony Finau, he's now number one in the FedEx Cup standings, but Ryder Cup implications, too. Like, you and I both talked within the last few weeks when we're going through speculating who's in, who's out. The guys that were on the bubble, like, Tony Finau was one of the names that we mentioned. Like, dude, I think if it happened tomorrow, if the Ryder Cup started tomorrow, he'd probably be a guy that we wouldn't expect to get a captain's pick. And now with this, boom, he's the number six. He's for sure on the Ryder Cup team. And on top of that, another guy who I think – we felt like was extremely solid to be on the Ryder Cup team. Patrick Reed comes down with double pneumonia. He's in the hospital right now. Got, we don't know when he's going to play again. And first, he just needs to get healthy, clearly. But pretty, like that's a, that's a – I mean, what if he misses – he's going to miss this week. What if he misses next week? How long do you go before you start to contemplate him not being on that team? But, yeah, first and foremost, you know, he's got to get healthy. And that's – I mean, that's number one concern. Forget about golf. I mean, this is serious stuff. He's been in the hospital. Um, you know, Patrick Reed's a guy we thought would be on the Ryder Cup team. One thing we know for sure is we're going to be there at Three Sheeps Brewery during the Ryder Cup. Trace, get amongst us. it. Yes, as the Spanish say. So look out for that. But, it, man, it's going to be interesting. The, the points in this week with the top six solidified, we have five already guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You know, it could probably change with Xander Schauffele and Tony Finau for that last automatic spot. But then after the Tour Championship, the, the rest of the picks come, all six of them. And it's going to be interesting. All I know is we're going to be there. We're going to be getting amongst it at Three Sheeps and having a blast with all you that are up there at the Ryder Cup. I'm going face paint. I'm going everything. Never been to a Ryder Cup. Always wanted to. It is like my favorite sporting event, period. I love it. I wait for it every single time. It got pushed back from last year. Been waiting for this thing. And now to be on property, I can't wait, dude. Be chanting, doing all the shit, trying to bring this cup back for the first time in a long time because they've uh, they've had our number. But we'll go up there and change that mojo this year. But it, it is interesting. to see. I mean, Patrick Reed is going to be on that team. I was pretty sure of it. Now, we don't know. And now Tony, who we thought was a maybe, is for sure on it. So there's yeah, some judgment. I think, I think this gives an opportunity – to maybe, you know, Scotty Scheffler get an extra look. Kevin, excuse me, Kevin Kisner get an extra look. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this thing plays out. No matter what, the USA is going to have a loaded squad. Oh, yeah. Webb Simpson's on the outside looking in for the first time in a while. He's sitting at 13. I mean, Billy Horschel, who won the match play this year, he's right there, too. I mean, there's there's two more weeks left. There are a big two weeks, but this thing's going to come down to the wire, and uh, Stricker's got his, got his hands full right now. If it were to happen tomorrow, I, I, I'd be very, very interested to see where he went with those picks. All right, well, we have a very interesting guest this week, as you like to call her, the face of CBS, which kind of 
hurts my feelings a little uh, wait, bit. You're like you, your voice is on all the time. We don't get to see the face a whole lot, but Amanda's face is on there. She's just the captain of the ship. She's the glue that keeps all the popsicle sticks together. You know what I mean? She she is it. She is Miss Sunday Funday as well. Amanda Balionis joins us on this week's Golf Subpar. We talk everything from her start, how she got into broadcasting, to whether or not she should maybe keep pursuing it. And now she's got an incredible, has an incredible role, does an incredible job at CBS doing all the, you know, after the round um, interviews and makes makes guys cry every yeah, she's, she's not opposed to making guys cry not or letting us, guys cry. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. We might have after it, the show. Thought about it a couple times. And then now after golf season, then she just hops into football. Throws her hat right in there, too. I mean, she's a busy, busy woman, that Amanda Balionis. So props to her for sitting down with us and giving us the, the background on how she became who she is. Well, before we get to Amanda Balionis, we got to talk a little bit about Travis Matthews, please. Of course. You want the perfect shirt for date night? Yep. Yep. Golf? Uh-huh. I mean, why not, get, why not get the Zena then? Yep. Everything. The Zena. It's the perfect polo. Lightweight, beautiful, nine different colors, including heather light blue and heather gray. The Zena is outfitted with enhanced stretch, which I'm a big proponent of. Wrinkle-resistant properties, making an instant wardrobe staple. Instant wardrobe staple. The wrinkle-resistant is vital. All the fellas out there, you wear it, maybe you just wear it out to dinner. Like, I don't need to wash this thing. I you maybe throw it on the ground. Doesn't wrinkle, but this thing can go from the golf course to the bar. Want to take your lady folk out, have a bit of an evening. You just keep the same thing on. You don't got to change. This, uh, there's no better shirt in the game. Not having to iron a shirt is like the number one quality. I, I refuse to wear anything anymore that requires an iron, period. Well, it's versatile for work or for play. Travis Matthews Perfect Polo delivers everything you need, no matter the occasion. Visit TravisMatthew.com today to order the perfect polo and use the code SPP20 to get 20% off your first purchase. That's SPP20 at TravisMatthew.com to order the Zena. And as a little special thank you for all of our listeners out there, Colt, what do you see right here on my sleeve? Who's our, that guy? Our good friend that likes Who's the birdie that juice. little fellow right there? That's the birdie juice man right there. That is the bat signal, basically, for all golfers out there. You see a dude wearing this, you know that fellow likes to get amongst it. All right, and there are 200 of these bad boys available. At the end of this week, go to golf.com pro shop. Pick yourself up one of these. Stay tuned to our social media. We'll be announcing that as well. But you got to have one of these. This is the uniform right here for getting amongst it, period. Birdie juice polo by Travis Matthew. Go get it. Golf.com pro shop. Here's Amanda Balionis on Golf Subpar. All right, what a privilege it is to be joined by this person with us here today. She's the face of CBS Sports, the brains, the talent, <laughs> the captain of the ship. She basically does it all. Amanda Balionis, welcome. Wow, move wow. over Jim Nance. Sorry, buddy. I am now the face of CBS We're very <laughs> liberal with our resume yeah. introductions. I like this. Yeah, you can just I don't like any of that you, you just said. I the right now. I've been here for 10 seconds. Face, the brains, all of it. <laughs> oh, well, this is going to be very, very interesting. You it and I is. have known each other for quite a long time. Yes. Um, at any point, if you want to say cut, just let me know. Yep. No, yep. I would never Fair. cross any lines. This is going to be a lot of fun. We want to get to know you a little more because obviously we know you as the as the face of CBS Golf doing the interviews. God, I hate saying that so much. Don't forget the brain. I hate so much. Um, but you also do football as well. But let's yeah. go back to the beginning because you, you went to Hofstra, broadcast I did. journalism. Yes. And I feel like. Did you have to do research on me, Colt? No, I know all this. I don't even have anything typed out in front of me. No, it's just, okay. Yeah. I know all this. Yeah, all right. Don't worry. I talked to your fiance. I know lots of stuff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but broadcast journalism. So I feel like once you get a college degree, because I don't know what it's like, but I feel like that's when life really starts. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I got to go out into the real world and get a job. Yeah. Where did you start? What was that process like? I, I did it actually a little differently. I moved into the city my senior year. I Well, I guess back it up. I played Division two volleyball at a state school in Pennsylvania. And they did not have a broadcast journalism program. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I made a deal with my parents. I was like, just let me get this out of my system. I really wanted to play college volleyball. And I said, get, let me get it out of my system and I'll transfer somewhere that will actually be beneficial for what I want to do. And they said, deal. So I transferred to Hofstra my uh, second semester of my sophomore year. And it kind of like was this switch in my head where like, okay, I'm done playing sports. I still was friends with the Hofstra volleyball team. I tried to walk on, realized very quickly all five, seven of me was not cut out for Division I uh, volleyball. They were all from the West Coast, six feet to six feet three, and just freak athletes. So I said, I'm going to see myself out, but will you still hang out with me? Because I don't know how to make friends if it's not on a team, right? Like, that's what I had done my whole life. Um, and I, I knew I just had to channel everything now into – figuring out what I didn't want to do and what I wanted to do. So I did every internship 
possible. Uh, the New York Jets at that time still shared the facility with Hofstra Athletics. So I interned for the New York Jets because I could just walk there. Uh, I was their summer intern. I did everything from organizing their fan mail system to operations and like zip tying things all over, you know, the practice facility. Um, I then interned for the New York Islanders because the Coliseum was right across the street, which I somehow learned nothing about hockey. Oh, and I know, I know. Best. I that's a pretty sweet gig though, coming out just in New yeah. York City working in those two. Spots. Oh, it was awesome because yeah. it was like. Yeah, you, you, it was just right in that little area. I didn't have to leave my campus, really, right? It was, it was super and you, cool. And you get two of the most passionate fan bases. Yes, in anything all in New York, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're really Probably. gonna learn how to handle yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to be in sports, I don't think there's a better breeding ground to learn about it than in the Northeast. New England's probably just like this. You have to know what you're talking about. And you can't be fake. You have to be yourself because people see right through all of that immediately, which was really beneficial. Um, and then I interned for Us Weekly magazine mm, and okay. thought, well, maybe I could do okay. entertainment. And then very quickly realized that was not for me. I was like Googling. It was the worst internship. It, it, you, they had you Googling like, when's the last time Brad Pitt showed his butt in a movie? Mm. And then like, are there any jobs available at us? Do you have any contacts? <laughs> you know, and then like you were literally running out to get coffees for people at 10 o'clock at night. No one acknowledged you. It was just like, you know, it was just one of those things. And then I interned for ABC. And then I interned for CBS2, which is the uh, New York affiliate, which is the same building we go into when I film network specials, like today, which is insane. Uh, but that was when I really fell in love with broadcasting. I was the morning show intern. You know, I'm not a morning person. Y'all have a lot in common. Yeah. They yeah. don't talk to me. Eliminate it. Unless I've had a large coffee and it's after 10 p.m. They can start at noon and you can still get the same amount of shit done, in my opinion. Absolutely. It's just about being efficient. Yes. Right? So not a morning person. I was the morning show intern. I had to get up at 2, 3 in the morning. Oh. But, I was, <laughs> but I was happy to do it. And like I was passing up going to the bars with my friends on Thursday nights because I wanted to be in the office on Friday morning, um, which I still, you know, I mean, I guess I've grown out of that now, but it took me a while yeah. to, to grow out of that morning. A little bit. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so that's really where I fell in love with broadcasting. Uh, and that's when I got to really see the inner workings of like, what do I need to do to, to, to make this happen, right? Like, what are the sacrifices you need to make? What what are these crazy hours going to be? Am I not, how much money can I sustain, right, on this? And the answer was no for kind of a long time. Um, and I kind of bounced around up there when I graduated in 2008. It was the height of the recession. I moved back home. I worked for the Lancaster Sunday newspaper and yes. did like obituaries and hard news. Um, and in exchange, they let me do a weekly sports column that I also did a video for on the website that like no one but me and my mom looked at at the time. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it was kind of just one of those things where, like you just did what you had to do and I just kept going and opportunities kept coming and I never really said no to anything. And then eventually, you know, things fell into place. I went back to New York, worked for the MSG network, worked for Verizon Fios channel one. And then a family friend said, Hey, what do you think about moving down to Jacksonville, Florida to work for pjtour.com? And cause at the time I was doing like high school wrestling and football and you know, field hockey and lacrosse. I was doing everything you could think of, right, for high school and then small college. And I knew nothing about golf, really. I grew up grew up on a golf course, but I didn't know anything about PGA Tour golf, right? I knew Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, and Jim Furyk because Jim Furyk and I went to the same high school. That's all there is. That's it. That was it, right? That's it. You, <laughs> so, nailed, you nailed them. Yeah, so I went down. Um, I went down to Jacksonville, Florida. I was really poor, living in New York City in 300 square feet. I get... Oh. Yeah, it's, it's under three feet of snow. I go down like January. I get down to Jacksonville, Florida. It's 80 degrees, sunny. I call my parents. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is it. I don't even know. I hadn't even like, gone to the audition yet. I was just like, no, this is this is what the life is. I'm like, a golf girl now, yeah, officially. I'm going to yeah. figure it out. Officially. <laughs> Take me through the audition because you're going to work for the PGA Tour, and you're like, I know nothing about golf. Yeah, well, and I was honest with them, right? Yeah. Like, I do feel like that's an important thing. Never – people say, like, fake it till you make it, and you can do that in certain things, but not – not in certain circumstances. And I do think my honesty with the PGA Tour really helped me because they, they knew where I was at. And they said, listen, we can teach you golf. Like, we can teach you these, these guys and these storylines. But we know that you can write scripts. We know you can produce. We know you can edit. We know you can do all these things that I have been really grinding out of necessity to do leading up to it. 
Um, so I go in the audition, and you know how I think I was, so this girl Casey was right before me, but before that, it was a Wim McMurray, mm. who was like golf's golden child, right? So it was kind of intimidating, and I go down, I do the audition, I write the script, every, you know, everything's fine. I get hired, and I will say for the first probably three months, I had random people coming up to me constantly on the golf course saying, oh my God, when can I get a picture? And I was like, nope, <laughs> not, nope, not when. And then like Holly Saunders came into the scene uh, on morning drive around the same time. And she was a huge deal. And people would come up, hey, Holly, can I, can I get a photo? I'm hey. like, nope, still, nope, still not Holly. <laughs> At least you're getting mistaken for those people. I don't <laughs> want to tell you who people think like, I am. It was so funny. Like it was just one of those moments where you're like, and that's where I realized how small the golf world is and how passionate people are. And people just they they just they love the people that that give them their golf information daily right so i i felt like okay i really need to put my head down and learn this game and be you know be become a part of this golf world that you know win and holly and and so many others kind of grew up they already grew up in it and i kind of felt like i was crashing the party a little bit and figuring it out the grind on the way up for you is kind of like the grind on a, for a lot of golfers trying to get to the PGA Tour. Like you got to yeah. do a lot of stuff you really don't want to do, mini tours until you finally get there. Was there ever a point on your on your way up where you were like, maybe this maybe this just ain't gonna work out? Not honestly, not until I figured when I got the job at the tour, um, I would be there for two years and move right back into football. Like I I just being from Pittsburgh, I grew up watching you know Bonnie Bernstein on the sidelines. Like that, I had such tunnel vision. That is all I wanted to do. I wanted to talk football on the NFL sidelines, and that's it. And I saw the PGA Tour as a way to shift my career from high school and college to professional. And then I just thought I would be picked right back up somewhere in the Northeast and go right back to, you know, the path that I had made up in my head that I was meant to be on. Five years later, I am still at PGATour.com. No real interest in me, right? Like other golf outlets are saying, we're not, we don't really think you're good enough. And I have other, you know, stations I'd like to go to saying, we don't think you know any other sports now other than golf. So it became like this really weird pigeonholed area. Um, and that is actually when Callaway Golf called me and said, we have no idea if you're interested in this, but we know you love San Diego. Would you have any interest in coming out here and start like helping us launch our media production department? And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. Like I gave, I, I gave broadcasting everything I had and it kind of told me where I was, right? It, it pretty much told me I wasn't good enough, but I felt like I left it all out there. I hadn't had a weekend off since college, and I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go work a nine to five, Monday to Friday in a place I love and learn how to maybe not make work my life, learn how to make work work for my life, right? I think that's like, an, you probably have had that too. Like when you play your whole life, it's your, it is your whole life, mm -hmm. right? So like I kind of felt like I sacrificed a lot to try to get to this goal. Well, at some point you kind of just have to say maybe that just isn't gonna happen for me. So I left, went to Callaway, was in their marketing department. I was a terrible employee, by the way. Not, <laughs> not built for the corporate world. You gotta start at world. nine, too. It was, yeah, That's first of bullshit. all, way too yeah. early. Yeah, and exactly. I'm pretty sure I was late often with a full, like, hot cup of coffee in my hand. So clearly I was in they no like rush that. to they get like into the that. And then, like, my work would be done, and I'd just leave for the day. And finally, like, my, my boss, Harry Arnett, who, who isn't there oh, anymore, what a legend. he called me in, he's like, you can't keep leaving at three o'clock. I'm like, but my work's done, Harry. And he's like, that's not how this works. I said, but what am I supposed to do? He goes, you either find work or you just sit at your freaking desk until five. And I was like, oh, no, I, don't I like miscalculated that. Yeah. this. This is not this. Uh, yeah, so I, I wasn't really built for that corporate life, but thankfully the universe sensed it. Uh, TNT called me and they, I had done some digital work for them for the PGA Championship. And they were like, hey, we'd love to bring you back. And I said, oh, okay, for PGA.com. And they said, no, we want to promote you. And it was kind of out of the blue to our, to our TV coverage that was produced by CBS. Mm -hmm. And Lance Barrow was in my ear that entire week. And it kind of all came from there. But like, it was funny, the only, the first time I really thought like I should be giving up on this, it just wasn't going to happen was when everything ended up eventually happening. That's when TNT had the Thursday, Friday coverage. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, for the PGA Championship. So was that the first time when you were like on camera and like, okay, this is it. This is a big deal. Yeah. Like I, I need, I, can, I need to go right oh, now. Oh yeah. Very, very. And you know, it's funny. I feel like all of those moments in my life have been, always been live situations, sink or swim. Either you figure it out or you don't. Right. It's never really been like the slow roll, like 
wade into the pool. Yeah, I mean, even like my first when I got I got laid off from that newspaper. The Lancaster, the Lancaster Sunday News. They're like, you know, we can't afford your not good enough obituaries. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) your eight dollars an hour that we're paying you to work ten hours a week. I got laid off, and then the next day, literally the next day, I got a phone call from this guy Ralph Menarchek, who was a Hofstra alum, was working for Verizon Fios Channel One, and said, "Do you want to come? Basically, have a live audition for Princeton football sideline. And if you do great, we'll ask you to come back. And if you don't, then we won't ask you to come back." And it was just like, and it was the same thing with CBS. They called and they said, we have this, this smart cart that we know can be used in a better way than we're currently using it, but we need someone dedicated to it to kind of show off what it can do and can produce, you know, these segments with it and understands the stats and the players. And they said, you know, so we'll, we'll try you out the Genesis. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, we'll just kind of act like this never happened. And you know, and that was the same thing with TNT. If it works, great. And if it doesn't, we just won't ask you to come back. What what year <laughs> was fair year. enough? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Simple. What year was the Genesis? Oh, that was. This is my what? This is my fourth year. Fourth, so four yeah. years now. With CBS. Yeah, four, yeah. And you get to or do golf year. and football, so it's all that tunnel vision. It's kind of going it where you want. It literally all came back together the yeah. minute I, I chose to take a step back and kind of let go of the control, which is, I mean. Yeah. It's pretty tough for you. Yeah, it's really hard for me, <laughs> but it worked. But yeah, I mean that. Uh, I knew it. Like I knew when TNT brought me in, that was that was my chance. And I was like, you know what? We're. I, I know. I know these guys. I have been living and breathing it right for the last five years. I know I'm prepared for it. If they don't like me, then the choice I made is just reaffirmed. Right. I go back to San Diego, but I can always still say I made it onto TV. And it was funny. I was just telling the story. I was just in New York City, and we passed this restaurant, Vandal, because it was the biggest mm, paycheck I'd ever made, right? And it wasn't that much, but it was the biggest paycheck I had ever made. And that Sunday, after I was done with the early coverage, I went into the city, because I had lived there not that long ago, invited like 10 of my friends out and took them all out to this like new fancy dinner place and spent my entire paycheck on That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Vandal, get some money, spend some money. Vandal has it downstairs, right? Uh, there's like a downstairs like speakeasy thing down there. Well, I don't even know if we were yeah. cool enough to know that was there. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't have afforded it yeah. anyway. Yeah. I could only afford the dinner and then everyone had to leave and go figure out something. When you got else. done with that week, like you said, sink or swim, I got to do this. Yeah. When you got done with it, were you like, oh, I nailed that. Yeah. I'm going to get another chance. I was. Yeah? And I, I didn't know if I would have another chance, but I didn't leave anything out there. There wasn't one moment that I was like, I really could have done better. Like I felt like I really had prepared for the last five years for that moment mm-hmm. and you know to be fair it's, it's it's early coverage right it's early in the day they're a little bit easier of interviews to do so it yeah i felt like yeah this is my moment to do it i did it and yeah and here we are yeah yeah now you're here now you're the pro time. now you're the face now of the captain the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. now you're everything well, let's talk, i mean it's four years you've interviewed a lot of players yeah is there an interview or a person that's kind of sticks out and you're like that's my favorite one. Or you always get excited when that person comes up. And John Rom is al- always it's good. Always. I mean, and since the day, I mean, since our very first interview, he, you know, there are those guys that you're just like, you're built different. And he, it's so obvious that he thinks differently. He handles himself differently. He, he's so philosophical. Like he studies philosophy in his downtime because he's interested in it. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, he's just such a well-rounded person. I think in looks at golf and life, in this really holistic way that, you know, really I had to do a lot of, you know, introspection at some point in my life. when I went through like my yoga teacher training and then, you know, my dad passing away and figuring out like, how do you balance life with work, right? When, it, when all of those things are kind of all consuming and, and intertwining and like the things that he talks about, journaling every day, meditation, like accepting where you are and who you are, like, I thought he embraced the whole thing where people were under fire. He was under fire for having a bad temper on the course. Yeah. I mean, you, a couple yeah. years ago, it's all people talked about. Every time. And But then you talked to him off the course, be like, yeah, you know what? I had to let it out, and now I'm good. It's not like he ever gave, like, angry interviews. He was never doing things that were offensive off the golf. He was literally just letting it out, and then he was good after it kind of just, like, he just can't keep it in. And I loved his acknowledgement. He's a 20-something-year-old just saying – yeah, you know what? I'm pretty fiery. I'm pretty passionate, but that's what makes me great, and it's what makes me who I am. And yeah, I'll try and work on it if everyone's upset about it. But 
yeah. just being it's just he's his like DNA. He just comes from like this place of acceptance. You know what I mean? He's like this this unbelievable acceptance of himself and who he wants to be and the golfer he wants to be. And he is cons- he's always working at how to be a better player in person, like in a very holistic way. So I feel like every time I interview him, you learn something really insightful, not just about him, the player, but him, the person. He doesn't just go through the motions, like good or no. bad. He'll tell you what but he's, he's thinking, better, which is rare, rare, I would say, over his, over his time. Obviously, he's gotten more and more comfortable speaking yeah. English and being over here, but I think he's gotten better. I say him and Roy McIlroy are probably oh. the two best. And, and, and you Speech. throw Jordan in there as I mean, well. Yeah. Those yeah. three are the three best interviews. Oh, my three. gosh. Rory is, I mean. No offense, Dustin. <laughs> he's <Sorry>. he's 3B. <laughs> no, but you, Dustin, though, no, Dustin, I will say, is one of my favorite players to do highlights with. Because he is so brutally honest. And I remember there was a couple times we had to put like bad shots in there, right? And it's in a highlight rip. So it's a, there's a mix of good shots and bad shots. And you can say, Dustin, what happened here? And he's like, yeah, no, that was just a terrible shot. Yeah. I've been working on this and this is what happened. And I'm like, everyone at home can relate to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he's he's great in, in his own way. But yeah, Rory and Rom to me are, are the guys that you walk away and you're like, did he really just tell us that? Yeah, like, they're great. That's Both awesome. Of them. Both of them really good. Yeah. Media center before the tournament. And you mentioned DJ in terms of like uh, being honest and stuff. How about the interview? You gave one of the most memorable golf ones that I can remember and when a lot of words even said with DJ yeah. after the Masters. Could you sense that coming? Like, no. hey, this guy's... Because we've never seen that from DJ, period, or yeah. I haven't at least. No, I well, don't... Yeah, it was such a different week anyway. I mean, yeah, it's in November, there's no patrons, and then all of a sudden we see this side of Dustin Johnson. Well, and we, and we don't ever do an interview like that, yeah. right? It's the green jacket ceremony and then we're, we're off yeah. air, but obviously because of the different timing that, that wasn't what happened. And I, I honestly didn't know how that was going to go, right? First of all, you never want to go after Jim Nance for an interview. Or right? for He's anything. Jim freaking yeah. Nance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'd rather not have to compete with you, sir, because you are literally the face of, of CBS. <laughs> <laughs> um, Debatable. So, yes, <laughs> so I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but we were standing there for a couple seconds before we went live. And he was, you could just see him taking it all in. You know, and like Paulina was right there and Austin was right there and Austin had obviously already cried walking up 18. So we knew this one was really emotional for him and his whole team. And all I kept thinking about while I was watching him take this in, because there's, I don't, what are there, maybe 50, 75 cameras that you guys can't see, right? Our jib cameras coming down and then behind that camera is all of the media that has their credentials. And so you can see him looking at this, Tiger is out there. And I was like, man, this is the moment that we've talked that his team has told me about that when he was little, every single putt when he was practicing was to win the masters. And like, he's having this moment right now with the green jacket on realizing he just accomplished something. He has literally been playing over in his head for, for decades, you know? And that to me, what that to me was the question. I, I didn't know what else I could ask him that would, that would actually mean anything mm-hmm. in that moment but i think the coolest thing you did is when he did the emotions did hit him you didn't try to ask another question or anything like that you kind of let it go and was that you or was that lance in the ear yeah no that was you know that was me and i was really trusting lance to be in my ear to tell me okay we need to wrap it up or you need yeah. to move on yeah. because you know i mean we talked like listen when you do the self-work on yourself like i'm i'm like I talk a lot about like learning how to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people. But I was watching him. I'm like, you know what? He's letting himself be vulnerable in front of us for the first time. First time. Yeah. Like the last thing I want to do is almost talk over that moment and tell him that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was, but I don't know if I would have done that two years ago. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if I would have really understood where he was at two years ago without doing that work of, learning about being vulnerable and giving the space to like, it's okay. It's okay to feel things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I let him letting down that curtain for the first time in front of everyone. I felt like there was zero I could say that would be more impactful than what he was doing. And I really did have to trust, you know, the truck Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, now this is getting a little uncomfortable or whatever. And like now, now you kind of got to move on because I don't, I didn't want him to feel like I was leaving him you know, out to dry. Mm-hmm. That that was never the yeah. intention. I think the intention was just like, let's all sit in this moment for just a little bit because this is this is incredible. I hadn't seen it from D. I mean, these just no. flatlined no, out there. Most that's what yeah. part of what made it 
so cool. I mean, Absolutely. I thought that's, that, that's one great. of the most memorable golf interviews yeah. that I can think of off the top of my head. That one was awesome. Yeah. On well, the other while, s- while we're on Augusta, yeah. I got to ask because there's the Monday, the media afterwards, the media gets to play. Yeah. Have you had the chance? No. Oh, no. No. Yeah, I've never even put my, I don't know. I've never even like put myself into the mm-hmm. lottery. Yeah. Have you done that? That feels like I've been there. One how would time. you not? Are you the only <laughs> member of the media ever to not put your name yeah, in the I lottery guess, to play? Well, I technically didn't. I'm over one. Yeah, you're. Can really we go right. learn how to do that? That's year? that's a Ross Molly question, Ross. I know okay. Ross can make it happen. Okay, perfect, Ross. We're gonna be calling you later because yes. we, we need to learn some things. <laughs> yeah, what's the point of covering it if you ain't gonna get out there and try to peg <laughs> or at it the least next enter day? The lottery, yeah, right? just throw yeah. your I name in I honestly thought you had played it. I was about to say you're about to make every golf fan so jealous. No, you get, to, you get to broadcast from there and then you played it. But... I've never, nope, I've never played it. Okay, we'll mm-hmm. do that next time. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna need that one. Um, yeah. I want to go all right, all the way up. That was one of the highlights, I would say, yeah. in terms, at least for me, watching that for one, sure. right? Yeah. Let's go to the other side of the coin here. Mm. Give me the biggest. Some point in your career, there had to be in a disastrous moment on air that stands out to you. Give me the worst Amanda Balionis on camera. Yeah, actually involves Dustin Johnson. And I'm actually really happy that this happened when I was at (laughs) pjtour.com. And it, <laughs> and it was live, so I'm hope. I mean, I'm sure there's a tape of it somewhere, uh, but I hope it never resurfaces. It was at my very first tour championship that I was covering, and I used to really over prepare. Like, if I'm really anxious about something, I'm gonna just try to gather all of the information I possibly can, so nobody can catch me off guard. So I wrote. 30 index cards for one for every player in the field because mm. I didn't know who I was going to have to interview. And these index cards were covered front and back. <laughs> like, you get two questions. What yeah. did I think was going to be happening here? It wasn't like a network special, <laughs> right? Like, and yeah. I mean, really, I would love to go back and see those note cards and what I thought, well, maybe this will come up. Like, of, of course it was not going to come up. So I'm interviewing. Dustin's coming up. And I think at that point, I didn't expect him to say yes. Because, like, the way it used to work with PJ Tour Live was you were the very, you were the bottom of the barrel interviews, right? Like, you, you guys went through the entire car wash, and if they wanted to do a seventh interview, they could come talk to me. So usually it was a no for higher-profile players. Dustin comes over and says yes. Whip out my index card. I'm like, I'm ready for this one. Here we go. Yeah. And I see on the index card, it says third President's Cup. And I'm like, okay. So, and this is what, 2011 or 2012? Not so, possible. Nope. So you do the math. Yep. Not yep. possible. But I trusted that. I trusted that handy, wow. handy index card. And I said to Dustin, I looked down at it and I said, you know, I asked him something about, you know, the season. And then my second question was, well, you know, you're about to go tee it up in your third president's cup what have you learned from those past you know events that are, are gonna prepare you moving forward <laughs> then true dustin for me looks at me goes it's my first <laughs> right but assuming you had played in two other ones what do you think you would have learned <laughs> i was like are you third in points now i'm just trying to figure out what i wrote yeah. like i'm like there's something here and he goes i don't know and i was like i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was his third tour championship no, I had Britain third. I think he was third in the rank. Okay. Like, you Maybe know, he was like, ranked third in President's Cup standings yes, or something. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He was third so in like the standings. So like third President's Cup, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just so put third yeah. President's Cup. That'll and happen. he looks at me and is just like, I don't know who you are or where this is going. But I was like, okay, thanks for the time. He's like, yeah. And walks away. And That's I'm like, how it ended? And I was like, oh, dear God. <laughs> well, it gets worse. So then they're in my ear and I am... Full pain. Like, I am sweating. I'm like, I'm never going to recover. Yeah. Dustin Johnson's never going to. He thinks I'm an idiot. Like, this is, I can't get out of my own head. They say in my ear, hey, Phil Mickelson's walking off the green. Why don't you go see if he'll talk to you? And I've never, ever talked to Phil. And I'm like, okay. And in my head, I really am thinking there's no way he says yes. So I'm like, hey, Phil, would you mind two questions? Yeah, absolutely. Shit. And Damn I it. Am not, <laughs> I am not in the headspace to do this. So I look directly at the camera and he doesn't know me from anybody. And I look right at the camera and I'm like, thanks, Phil. Guys, you're Phil. And he just no laugh, no anything. Just like just stone cold stared me down like this is never going to happen again. And then we did the interview, and then I proceeded to have a massive meltdown in my car, and that was the last time I did index cards. That's when you sign off with, all right, I'm Wynn McMurray. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that's when it comes back to help you. We've, yeah, I mean, Holly Saunders signing bad. off. It was bad. It was two, like, back-to-back hot mess moments. And live. 
and live, right? Got, yeah, With two really sting. high profile players. Mm-hmm. And like, and you know, we're such a traveling circus. Everyone re- kind of remembers everything. Oh, yeah. Right? So like, I knew that that was my first impression with those two guys. And that was going to take me a long time to dig myself out of that hole and gain some credibility. Has either of them ever brought it up since? No. Like, wow, you've gotten a lot better. I'll, re- did, I'll remind though. them. Yeah, make sure I'll they all know, them. dude. Yeah. yeah, right? You can remind them. Phil did call me Holly, like, at the beginning of my career. But I think he was doing it. Hopefully he doesn't do it On now. purpose? No, he doesn't do it now. <laughs> yeah. I think he might have been messing with me. I don't. I actually don't know if he was. I just watched a video the other day where, who was it? Was it Colin Montgomery? Said that he called, Phil called him by the wrong name? He probably did that on purpose, though. Right. Well, I, so I never thought it was on purpose until yeah. I saw that video. And I was like, was he just trolling me? Because that was, He's pretty that good was almost it. better. Yeah. Yeah, so, but now, no, Phil is – I mean, now we have a great working relationship, and it's awesome. But the beginning was a little uh, – Those are little good ones. Those down. are good ones. Back to back, just to <laughs> pile like on a little yeah. bit. All right. You spend, I believe, 22 weeks a year with the PGA Tour and CBS. Yep. Yep. Favorite stop of the season? Pebble. Oh, yeah, you Pebble. are Pebble, yeah. I mean, Pebble's just not even real life that mm-hmm. whole week. You get to spend the whole week there. That one's awesome. I love the Travelers Championship. Mm-hmm. That's like a little piece of home for me. Um, so that one is always – You didn't love it Sunday this year. You know, I did, though. Like, that was so fun. <laughs> the sleeve sent us around around the shots. Oh, birthday. yeah. How was that? Did you take that shot of tequila saying, I sent from BG's? Oh, you know what? I was saying that's why you didn't love it on Sunday. I almost just said I don't remember that, but I probably actually don't remember Right. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was, was actually great. true. Yeah, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for this. I did yeah, forget no that your birthday did. That's why I was saying you didn't like Sunday too Yeah, much. but then we had that iconic playoff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My Stretched. birthday was more exciting. Yeah, it takes yeah. a back seat to that. <laughs> have you hit a shot at Nance? Speaking of Pebble, have you hit the shot at Nance's par three? Yes. How'd you do? Uh, I have. I have come very close, but have never. Have never. Yeah, I really. I really want a hole in one there. There's some good like, names on the hole in yes, one board there. Yeah, be a good one to have your name. And I on. tell him all the time. I feel like he just needs to give me a bucket of balls. Make sure a camera's out. I don't need anyone around. I don't do well under pressure. Right. And just let me get it. Just yep. let well, that's me get never up on the one after one, and we'll edit it. Looks like the first try. That's it. Yeah. Right. But seriously, I mean, it's, I mean, what's it like working with Jim Nance? I mean, he is the, the golden voice. He's the greatest dude on the planet. But like, do you ever pinch yourself and be like, oh my god, Jim Nance is sending it down to me all the time? I, I honestly. I giggled every time he said my name for, <laughs> Thanks, the, Jim. for the first full season. <laughs> Can like, I call you Jim? Oh my God. I was such a, I was a child with it, but I just, it was the coolest thing that Jim Nance even knew my name, right? Let alone is now throwing it down to me. Like to say thanks, Jim, or back to you, Jim, still is a ridiculous reality for me. And I think like the biggest pinch me moment was I had a, another one of my, not, it wasn't as bad as the index card, but I had kind of a moment uh, during an NFL game a few years ago, and I didn't know what to do. Like, I was really being hard on myself, and I Jim was my first phone call because I was like, he's just he's, he's, he's been here, he's done everything, he's seen everything, and I kind of needed someone to put it in perspective. And he called me back within 30 seconds, talked to me on the phone for 20 minutes, giving me so much unbelievable advice. And like, this is the busiest guy in sports, right? And like, he has a million other things to worry about than me talking about one of my first NFL games and like not executing perfectly. And he was, I mean, just the best sounding board. And to this day, like if there's ever anything that I really need advice on or like Jim is the guy to call because he, as good as he is on air, he's even better. Has he ever he never messed, messed up enough he never to know up. what to say? I mean, that'd he be like. never, yeah. I mean, maybe he was just making me feel better that like that used to happen to him. Like, back Tiger, I didn't close out the, <laughs> the 54 hole lead. What should I do? Like, I don't know, dude. I've never not closed <laughs> one out. Dude, just win it. That's like, what I do. Him and Tariko are just the two smoothest guys. Like, oh. they literally, they go through a show and I'm like, he never once stumbled mm-hmm. a word, never once messed up. It's he's unbelievable. Un- he's unbelievable. Have you seen any blunder of any sort or Jim even getting like, no. you know, no. Flustered up there ever? No. Damn I, it. Yeah. Have no you? sport. God no. I've only worked with him once. Yeah. It's. <laughs> you know what he's really good at? Because like he might in his head feel like, and this is what we all strive to be, right? Like in his head he might sound like, oh, that wasn't how I meant to say it. But he figures out a way to massage it to that to the point that like viewers at home don't realize that wasn't what he meant to oh, say. You we... know what I mean? Like he's a he's just really good off the cuff. 
He's good at pivoting. He's he's unbelievable. We've had him on our Sirius XM show, and like you, you introduce him, and he's just like, oh, Colt Sleeves, love listening to y'all. Listen to y'all every day while I'm in the car. I'm like, no, no, you, you don't. don't. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. No, you don't. But honestly, <laughs> take that clip and yeah. use it in our intro. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the intro. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So Jim listens it. to us. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Well, I think. A lot of people know you broke a lot of men's hearts when you, you put that thing on your finger over there, that beautiful ring you got there from your <laughs> fiance, Brent. I got to ask yeah. because I've gotten to know him recently. Yeah. He's fantastic. I he think you're kind of you. jealous of our friendship a little bit. I am. I yeah. am. You guys actually talk more than you and I talk. That's true. That's yeah. actually a great point. Um, former quarterback, college, yep. NFL. Mm. How did y'all meet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's so, hear that. Yeah, I, I don't know this. Yeah, one, so I actually like, don't know either. Like yeah, know. so this is another one of those career moments. Um, I was taken off an NFL game, put on a college game, and in the moment, I was really mad. And they and they kept saying like, "This is a great game," or you know, they're turning Marlins Park, the baseball park, into a football field. It's FIU versus Miami. It's like it's it's a huge, you know, rivalry. This is going to be awesome. You know, Butch Davis is at the helm here and, you know, the new guy at Miami's there and it's just like the new versus the old Manny Diaz. And you're like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. But I don't really know a whole lot about college football. You know, I, growing up in Pennsylvania, that's not what it is, right? Like you watch it casually on Saturdays, but you're just kind of resting for Steelers Eagles games on Sunday. So I get down there and luckily I was actually working with a good friend of mine, Aaron Murray, who was the quarterback at Georgia um, and Rich Waltz, who actually used to be the play-by-play guy in Miami at Marlins Park um, until he until he he left there a few years ago. So I was working with an incredible crew, and I'm like, all right, you know, this is actually going to be pretty fun, and it is what it is. So we get to game day, and it is awesome. Like to see a baseball park turned into a football field is very cool. You, the fans were, you know, awesome. And uh, Aaron and I are sitting there having our like kind of crew meal before and I'm drinking a coffee and this really like big guy comes over across the field to say hi to Aaron. And he walked away. We talked for a little bit and uh, I was like, who is that? And he was like, oh, you know, his name's Bryn. He played uh, quarterback at Carolina when I was at Georgia. I've known him forever. I'm like, is he a good guy? He's like, yeah, he's a good guy. That was it. It's like all I really thought about it. He comes across the field with about three minutes left during warmups. And like he comes to the Miami sideline and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, if any player goes down around the 17 yard line on our sideline, there's a hole right there that like the grounds crew hasn't been able to quite fill. So like, it just if you need that information. And I was like, oh, okay. And here's thanks. my phone number. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, he did tell me that. In case you have actually, questions after. He's like, I actually came over to give you my phone number, but you gave me this like, death look that you're at work and I was like no I can't do that she's not she's not gonna like give me her phone number if I ask her while she's at work which he was right so gives me this whole story about this hole in 17 yard line which by the way was not true so thank god nobody fell over there I would have given a false report like what a weird line sabotaging <laughs> your career yeah, like, all the lines that. that go through your head and that's the one yeah. I'm gonna go with and uh so the game happens he's up in the booth and uh the FIU ends up having their biggest win in program history and they beat Miami and it was like it was a big deal uh that night that night I think because I had to be up, up the next morning so I got the next morning but that night he sent me slid into the dms on twitter and was like hey it was really mm. nice to meet you and uh, I was like yeah man great meeting you too and then I text Aaron again I'm like are we sure he's not a creep because <laughs> now you <laughs> he's already someone, lied to me the right? first thing he ever said to me was a lie <laughs> right so like we I have some questions at All this right. point and Aaron was like no I swear he's a great dude uh so yeah we started talking from there and then yeah, no. All great engaged. relationships start with a DM. How did it's people awesome. meet and get married before Twitter, social well, media, all DM, that? Why wouldn't stuff? he just get my number from Aaron? I guess he didn't want to go through Aaron, mm. and now you have that direct, you know. I don't know, but I've had feel to like stalk you a little bit online before. Different. His version's way more romantic. I don't know. He said, "If you really want to get her going, just ask her how we met." And I just thought it was going to be something, because I, I had no idea. Oh yeah, no. He tells it. He tells it like. It's like, so he's, you know, he's, <laughs> Here we go. he's the emotional one, uh, I would okay. say. Of, of, no, in a good way, not in a bad way at <laughs> all. Not in a bad way at all. He's amazing. But, you know, he's, I would say he's definitely the more romantic one of the two of us. And he said, when I saw you si sipping your coffee next to Aaron, something just hit me over the head and I just knew it. 
I just knew it. Yeah, I, I, I just knew that you were going to be my wife. Well, Brandon, you've been hitting the head a lot. <laughs> I just, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, how many concussions have you yeah. had, babe? <laughs> but he wasn't wrong. So. <laughs> uh, next year is when it's all going down. Next year, yes. Well, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That's all I got to say. San Diego? <laughs> San Diego? Yes. 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 Cole, if you're. Nice. You might get an. You could be the oh. officiant. What are you yeah, you about? want to officiate our wedding? Oh yeah, Boy, I'm trending. I might be in the wedding party. Yeah, well, that's actually true. <laughs> yeah. That would not. I'd be throwing me. the bachelor party. I will yeah. say, Brent is obsessed with the pod, and all he says now, I, I, I hear it maybe at least three times a day. Let's get amongst it. Yes, Brent. Like, Shout out, Brent. Okay. Okay. So we, big fella. We get it. Like, <laughs> I see. Let's get him on next. Yeah. We'll get the real story. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll find out who slid into whose DMs yeah. at that point. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. him. Okay. I love it. Well, we got to talk a little bit about your nonprofit, Puppies and Golf, something yes. I know you're very, very passionate about. I am. Tell us a little bit. How did it start? Started when I was in Jacksonville and I was volunteering at Canines for Warriors. Mm -hmm. And I like literally you used to be able to go volunteer there and go like play with the dogs. You could just go wear them out so that they were prepared for training. And it was really good. And it was really therapeutic for me too, right? So like I already started to see why this dog-human connection was really important. It was the thing I look forward to the most every single week. And I was, if I was having a rough week, I'd sign up for extra shifts to go volunteer because it was just a really happy place. Um, and 90% of those dogs at Canines for Warriors are shelter dogs. They go into the shelters, they save them, they train them to be service animals for military veterans battling PTSD post 9-11. And those veterans have... it. Those dogs literally save their lives, right? They'll get up all their medication because they don't need it anymore because they feel safe with their, you know, with their guy by their side. Um, or a lot of them will say the first time they didn't think about suicide was the first time they woke up with their dog because they realized someone else needed them as much as, you know, it, it, it was a two-way street for the first time in a long time. And that really stuck with me. So when I moved out to San Diego, I still wanted to be able to give back to Canines for Warriors. So Harry Arnett, who we talked about earlier, he um, said, you know what, I'll give you the seed money. There was a, there's a really funny reverend company called Puppies Make Me Happy. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll do this, like puppies and golf collaboration with you. I said, okay, I have the money to kind of get the, the shirt started, but all the money has to go back to Canines for Warriors. And they said, that's fine. And we raised like $20,000. Like we raised enough mm -hmm. to sponsor a dog. And I was like, there's something here. Like I think the golf community we already know that they're really charitable, right? Like I just think the golf world in, it, in and of itself realizes how privileged most of us are. We wanna be able to give back. Um, but I also think like we all love to be outside and what do you equate with being outside other than golf, right? It's usually there's, there's mm -hmm. a dog or two hanging out somewhere. So um, there was, it, it hit, I think this chord and from there, we kind of grew. I started visiting shelters when I started traveling for CBS, no-kill shelters across the country. And I was like, okay, let's just make it a formal thing so I'm not just randomly being able to donate things from Amazon wish lists and whatever. Uh, so, yeah, we're an official 501c3 now. I visit a no-kill shelter once a month. Uh, we give grants to shelters and families who have, like, emergency medical bills for their dogs. So... They don't that, have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, that's your thing on the road. I mean, Thursday, Friday, you always find a shelter, it seems like. Yeah, and, and yeah. Go and play with I mean, that's your that's it's, your thing. I mean, you, you have never met a dog you don't like. That is actually really true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are no bad dogs, just bad people who maybe yes. influence dogs. I do believe that. Um, More dogs, less people. Absolutely. But, it, I, you know, it's not really just so much about the dog. I love dogs, right? But it is really about how much of an impact animals can make in our lives. And I feel like that's not talked about enough. I feel like... So often, like medications and all of these other things are thrown at people to deal with certain stressors where really there are so many times that like you can bring a dog into the picture or any, maybe it's a cat, whatever, just a companion who isn't judging you and has unconditional love for you. And it is literally proven to alleviate stress and, you know, anxiety and, and a, a a plethora of you know of issues in just everyday life and then going all the way to the extreme obviously of you know a canines for warriors where these guys are literally say, saying these dogs are saving their lives so um yeah that dog human connection i think is unbelievable to me and so if i can bring that to people and save a bunch of dogs along the way that's a great thing and how can that's people really cool. yeah how do they how can, how can, how can they, they help? go to puppiesandgolf.org 
and you can donate. And we do like limited edition drops, like collaborations with other companies. Beautiful. Um, every once in a while. And follow us on Instagram, Puppies and Golf, for all of that stuff too. Yeah. Well, subpar yeah. Puppies and Golf collaboration one day, maybe. Huh? You want to do Ooh, that? Hello. Hello. Think, yeah, I, I got a couple. A pretty good idea. I got a couple could be the mascot. Okay. Back I'm at the, here back for at it. the crib. Okay. Deal. How are you going to plan a wedding with it? You got golf, football, yeah, charity, no, and then you got a wedding coming up. Job. Yeah. No, I'm not doing a very good job. Is he job the wedding planner? No, he is not. Okay. No, neither one. Of, honestly, all of my friends, I have a couple of friends who are in the midst of, you know, planning a wedding and they are so far ahead of me. And my wedding is so much sooner than theirs. You got I'm a like, date. That's, I mean, you're good. Have, I, I have a date and a dress. And a fiance. And, and a, a preacher. Guy. And you got a right. preacher. And an officiant. And Reverend, so, Reverend Nost. Actually, I take it back. I am killing it. Yeah, you're fine. I'm yeah. doing great. How many weeks a year are you traveling, working? About 40. Oh, okay. You get 12 at home. Yeah. Pretty good. 12. Pretty yeah. good deal. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah, and, you're, and you're working weekends. I mean, you got Monday to Thursday to for some Amanda time. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Okay. You know that. I could say <laughs> I work Monday you. to Sunday right now. Yeah. Here we That's go. Whatever. Did you know Colt works really hard? I've, no. He only tells I, me can you tell like me a little bit about it? Day, so, Have you yeah. you've met my child, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me, tell me more. I'm you very, know, he's just, he's tired very all the time. interested. <laughs> I'm actually never tired. I'm always ready to go. Should we get to the E9 yeah, now? Yeah, let's hit that. This is where we're going to have right, some here we fun. Go. I thought I was escaping. Mm-mm. Not escaping. No, we'll get amongst it. First off, we could do, <laughs> we, could, we could go hours for, with you. You're just, it's so much fun to talk to you. All right, number one. Mm-hmm. You can trade lives with anyone for a day, dead or alive. Who's it going to be? Ooh. Do I have to answer this quickly? Because this is hard. I mean, it is. All the time you need. I'm going to go... I can trade lives with anyone. Anyone. Yeah. You've just been a day in their life. Whatever. Any year. Me and Slees are available. Day. Yeah, you could be us. Not a bad gig. Uh, I think we could do better. No offense, gotcha. though. Um, <laughs> Stings a little. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady. But fair. Tom Brady. All right. Tom Brady. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just want more diamonds on your hand. I know what you're thinking. Dude, did you, you see that Super Giselle? Bowl ring? God. Which one? The, the most God. recent one? Yeah, insanity. Looks, looks a lot like that thing you got. It does. That's true. <laughs> God, Brendan, they love you. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. Well, he... he just give it time. He might change oh, that no, in a second. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead, Slees. All right. Um, you're going to build the dream broadcast team, but it's got to consist of current PGA Tour players. So you need a Nance. You need a Faldo. You need a Colt. You need an Amanda. Who you got? Okay. Mm, that's good. That is really good. We definitely have Colt up there as our main. He said I can't be. No, paid. you got to have current players. Oh, you can come the... in. He's in the he's in the truck. He's guiding everybody. Oh, wow. Okay. You're, you're, you're guiding like everybody. It's going to be shit. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. We're gonna have. Who's the Nance? I know that's that's you the one. A... I feel like I'm. You have to kind of start with the anchor, right? I know who I'd go with. You do? Mm-hmm. Who Toss would you it go out. with? Spieth. Jordan, you think yeah. he would be the he's one? He's the golden child. He's very yeah, he'd well. Be good at like, he'd be good at like directing traffic. Moving have you around. seen him out there on the golf course? He's directing everyone, talking to his ball. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't get a lot of mic time on. for anybody else. Yeah, yeah you the... know. Okay, I feel like I would put Spieth on a hole. I put him at like 17 tower. Sorry, Spieth, you just got demoted. I would put Rom. I'm gonna put Rom and Rory in the booth. In Ooh, the yeah, top. I'm gonna have Rory be uh, Jim Nance. I'm gonna have Rom be our analyst. I'm gonna have Spieth in 17 tower. I'm going to have. Pat Perez walking. Oh, there we go. And we're canceled. Everyone's fired. And we're canceled. Well, you, you got to have somebody who's going to shake it up a little bit, right? Colt's that guy right now where I'm like, okay, maybe it's almost too far, but not quite. Okay, we're good. Okay, right we're good. Right on the edge. <laughs> uh, and then I guess I need a second walking person. You need a rover. Who is that going to be? That's going to be. I mean, come on. You worked with him. Mm-hmm. I worked with Phil? No. Oh, how do I leave I mean, out Phil? First off, you left way. out Phil, which is Phil, very insulting. Yeah. Yeah, no, Phil Phil has he's to be up been, there. He's already been thinking of the same guy you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, Yeah, he's already done it. He's maybe for it. a non-official Might have called a certain basketball player oh, Justin, fat oh, JT. Yeah. JT. Yeah. Yes. He'd be good. JT is definitely, yes, he is. Yeah. And he's the rover because he would be really he's good. He's already done it. Yeah. And he, oh my God, dude, he's slayed. When mm-hmm. we were there and he would look at me, he's like, am I doing this right? I'm like, are you? Are you doing this right? Yeah. Like, this is what you you're are, supposed to do. You were a Hall of Famer already. It was insane. And then doing the interviews. Who would do the interviews? Who's really good at just... Tyrrell Hatton. Get him in there. <laughs> Tyrrell Honesty. Uh, Eddie... Peter Malnati. 
Peter Malnati would actually. Interview he would be nice. very curious. Would never great eighty me. today. Can you tell us a little? Bit? Yeah, <laughs> super nice 80. the whole time. Your clothes look fantastic. That was a great double on twelve. Chess and Hadley would yeah. be yeah, really good funny. at that. I would go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Chess and Hadley as my okay. interviewer. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right, we'll just stay on this kind of same topic. We're gonna do a little word association. Okay. First thing that comes to your head when I say some people that you've worked with. Okay. Jim Nance. Perfect. That's fair. Uh, the legend Vern Lundquist. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I want to say per- icon. God, he's incredible. Icon. He's my favorite. Peter Costas. The best. Okay, that was I a miss, big smile. Yeah, I love. I- Konica Minolta. Uh, yeah. Konica All right, Minolta. here we go. Gary McCord. Right on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's the right, nicest thing yeah. anyone's ever said about. Right. Him. Uh, you love Gary, but that that is what what makes him so great. Right he's on the, the edge, man. Yeah. All right. He's tough to beat. Um, all right, next one. Talking a little football. Talking about your fiance too. Okay. Former college and NFL. He's going to get way too much love. He's on getting a lot, but he I is. love that he will listen to this show. So we'll, we'll shout him out a lot. You work in the air for the NFL and college as well. Uh-huh. Who breaks down the better game film? You. Or <laughs> <laughs> you ever get in Brent, there? Brent, but I will say he'll sometimes like send me videos for kids, like for scouting. He's like, "What do you think?" And I'll break it down. He's like, "I just sent that to the staff, and I think that was great." <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'll tell you what, this guy just can't go through his progressions. So I don't yeah, know if right? you noticed I mean, that. You might want to scheme for that. He can only throw to his left. Are he you can, seeing yeah, that? Yeah, he can't roll. wide he open down the field. can't yeah. roll left. All right, we might as well just stay on Bren. What is one thing you do that drives him crazy? Oh, I do a lot, probably, that drives him crazy. It's not what he said, actually. It was very oh, disappointing. Oh, really? What do I do that drives him crazy? I feel like I have one, and I guessed this the other day, and he was like, don't tell anybody that. And I said, okay. Uh... I don't know what I do that drives him crazy. You just said you had one. I know, but that one he told me not to say out loud ever again. Um, I will say... I was rooting for that one. <laughs> I'm very interested right now. Just, you have my attention. Now I'll be texting him, hey, so what's this one you told her not to say? Yeah, I'm guessing I, a few right now in my head. Um, okay, something I do that drives him crazy. I really don't know. What would he say? He said you put your feet on his windshield and it bothers him. Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. When you're driving? Yeah. I was hoping you would say something different so that I could be it like, well, this also bothers you. It was you. honestly, I couldn't stop thinking about the one I, he told me not to say out loud. If, if this hadn't just come up recently. We got the full scouting report. Yeah. Yeah. Feet on the windshield? That's yeah. not that bad. I mean, he kind of said that actually a lot. And I was like, I'm deleting this. All right. Well, never mind. This text is gone. Never. I thought you listened to the show, dude. Yeah. We're trying to get some dirt here. All right, next one. You're a certified yoga instructor. I got to know this. I never, there's a lot of weird names for different positions. Explain to me why the downward dog, which is one of the only ones I know, is called the downward dog. Why is it called the down? Do you ever see dogs do it? Dogs do it very naturally when mm-hmm. they push back. Oh, like when they get up from you, sleeping? Yeah. Oh, that's it? Downward dog. Oh, I didn't know. You that's knew that? Oh, yes. you knew that. What are you, yoga guru First over off, here? Every dog, every dog does that. I mean, I it's like, the most... like I've been actually giving Colt yoga lessons yeah. on the road. Oh, that's He's how you're, you're well-versed now in yeah. yoga? First oh, okay. off, every dog, when it stretches, it's a downward dog. Oh, I never, I mean, put that together. I didn't what know was your you worst E9 question Yoga guru over here all of a sudden. All right, take me to one of these classes you go to next time. You must be doing some shit on the road. I don't I got a lot of free time. True. A lot right. of happy baby. Happy baby is yeah. Cole's favorite position. Oh, that's a good one. Happy. See, there's. I, I could ask that one. I just thought of one off the top. Google it and then picture Colt in that position, yeah. and you won't ever be able to unsee it. Yeah, I got it. Maybe we get a little, <laughs> a little video of this. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Yeah. I would say for a. Lo- I mean, forever it was Channing Tatum. Well, that's. But that was like that's like a basic one. About right? to cause a little drama here. Well, Our guy was listening. Yeah, no, not I anymore. Said, well, yeah, not anymore. I actually you just still have a celebrity crush. Like, whatever happened to him? I don't know. He's probably really in really good shape and really rich. Yeah, he's probably doing yeah, great. Probably just hanging out, doing downward dog. <laughs> I was hoping know, it was happy a, baby. I was hoping it was something weird, like our girl Chantel McCabe. What'd she say? Charles Barkley. That's her celebrity crush. Yeah. That's yeah. When you know, talk it's about like shallow I could have how list- comes to life. Like you, I don't that. care about appearance. I could have listed nine hundred thousand men, and I wouldn't have got to Charles. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's yeah. No, that's fair. more men have crushes on Charles <laughs> yes, Barkley exactly. than women yes. for sure. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next question. <laughs> okay, Channing's. Uh, all right. This is I like this one. I, you love dogs. We've talked about that. Mm. So if your coworker here, Colt Nost, was a dog, <gasps> what that, breed of dog would it be? An English bulldog. Okay. What name? Buster. <laughs> Buster. Please call Buster. Buster on the air. Please, dude. Well, we might as well just return the favor. What would Sleaze be? Doberman. 
a mutt pit bull. <laughs> of, First of all, of mutts are the junkyard dog, dogs. Bro. What's the meanest dog? Out yeah, you're so terrible. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're you're kind of bougie though. What has the skinniest yes. legs? A, you dogs. might be a standard poodle. A poodle, a greyhound. Yeah, Long legs, the, skinny legs. Hair is always quaffed. Oh, poodle. Quaffed. I'm saying, I think it's a standard. You might be a standard poodle, like a show poodle though, a like show, a yes. Westminster the poodle, elite, a prize the poodle. Elite of the poodle. I like this. You're a poodle. I like, okay, I think, I'll take it. And I think your name would be Dexter. Dexter, like the murderer. <laughs> that's part of the mean. You know, I that's love my that you try to be so tough in your Travis Matthew polo. <laughs> floral, your, floral what, polo. You've seen me, dude. I'm an animal. Uh, All right, I Dexter the poodle and Buster the English bulldog. Yeah. Or yeah. All right, here we go. You're you're the queen of Sunday fun day. It's your favorite thing to do. So passionate about you're, it. You're pretty good at Papa Shot, kind of, but we're not gonna get into that. Kicked your butt. All right. Well, it's the second time, the one you filmed. I can't handle the cameras. So I get nervous. Okay. Okay. Top three PGA Tour players to Sunday fun day with. Ooh, top. Joel Damon. Oh, a, yes. A bazillion. That's percent. Monday through Sunday fun exactly. day for Joel. Not not even close. Uh, yeah, Joel. I will say, hmm, who else would I would I want to Sunday Fun Day with? Pat, I've never Sunday Fun Day with Pat Perez. And, it's fun. But I, I feel like it would be, yeah. I drink feel like some wine, it would take, probably. Take some time to recover. Um, and let's go Brooks Kepka. I cannot believe you left out our guy Max. He's going to be really hurt by this. I have to tell There's you. a lot of options Max, on the table. Max is like responsible now. Maybe around you. Yeah. <laughs> Not around I know. us. I feel like Max is like, Max is dialed in right now. All right. I don't think Max likes the Sunday fun day anymore. Brooks, Pat, and Joel. That could be interesting. Wouldn't that be, that would be a great, that would be, be a squad. solid. That's that'd a, be a squad. Solid you squad. go out there, yeah. With their wives, too. Mm -hmm. That well, would. Then it's it going to be a little It would be a solid party. Different. All right, well, <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. Well, Amanda, this has been awesome. And by the way, we've known each other a long time. You actually do this for a living. You interview people. I can't believe I actually interviewed you for the first time before you ever interviewed me. That's really sad on my that part. That is really sad. Yeah. It's really how'd I tragic. Do? Oh, incredible. Be on the other side. First off, how'd, how'd we do? You nailed it. Okay, You're good. great. You're, you're way more professional than I thought you were going to be. Yeah, well, wow. you know, I have to work with you. But then the standard poodle over here. That's exactly right. Exactly. The show poodle. Dexter over here. show poodle. I'll be a show poodle. <laughs> awesome. Amanda Valiotis, thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you, Amanda. Guys. This was fun. Well, that was the face of CBS, as Sleaze likes to call her, Amanda Balionis. Sleaze had a lot of fun sitting down with her. I mean, it's hands down by my favorite part was when she figured out which kind of dogs we'd be. I knew what mine was going to be. Yeah. But the poodle? Yeah. Dude, I, no, dude, don't just say regular. It's a show poodle, award-winning Westminster trophy receiving poodle, like a like a special poodle. Yeah, she, she I'm pretty went sure at she me a little standard. bit with that there. No, I'll take it. It's a show poodle. No, I, I specified Westminster poodle. Well, first off, it was a regular poodle, and your show name poodle. was Dexter. Show poodle. Dexter, the serial killing <laughs> show poodle. I love that, dude. He looks innocent and sweet, but when he gets down to it, he'll slice your head off and chop you up into a million pieces. So I feel like that pretty much accurately describes me. Buster, the English bulldog, and Dexter, the poodle. God damn, that's a lineup, ain't it? God. But, man, it was so cool. Talking about, you know, her favorite Sunday fun day in spots, her favorite people. Who, who would she like to Sunday fun day with on the PGA Tour? A very interesting group. Yes, yes. Not sure how it's all going to go, but good luck to you. And then it was the easiest qu question I could ever ask her. Her favorite spot on the PGA Tour schedule is Pebble Beach. She's big wine girl, loves the ocean. Uh, and first off, if you don't like Pebble Beach, I don't know who you are. Jim Nance has a little abode there where you can maybe try to make a hole-in-one, get your name up on the wall, which we've seen some people do. So, yeah, uh, Pebble Beach is going to be 1A for a lot of people out there. I liked, A, just her background story. Like, you just see her pop up on, you know, CBS. You're like, where did this girl come from? Like, you hear the background, the hustle that had to come with it to get there. There were times where she thought, like, yo, maybe this isn't for me. I mean, she was writing obituaries in, in local newspapers for a while. Like, that's a reality check at that point. But then she gets up, she is to where she is now. But... Not without a few hiccups along the way. Anyone that talks to a microphone is going to have some of those. And then she gets Dustin Johnson talking to him for the first time and has a little blunder. Hey, you're getting ready for your third Prezi Cup. How's that feel? Well, I don't know because it's my first. Oh, yeah. Well, see you later. Oh, here's Phil Mickelson. Let me get. Let me bounce back with a little Phil interview. But also, by the way, one of the best interviews ever with Dustin Johnson mm -hmm. at the Masters when he won in 2020. But awesome ride she's been on. It's, it's not near over. She does an incredible job out there. It's so much fun to work with her. And it was a lot of fun to sit down with her. So special thanks to her for joining us. But Sleaze, it's time to get into a little gambling. Got to do it. Well, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. There's no other place you should bet, in my opinion. 
But Celise, most of all, it's very simple to use, which I know you're a big fan oh, of. Oh, dude, that's the number one thing. If, if you're not technologically advanced, much like the Sleaze, it is helpful to have a, a book and an app that you can get in there and navigate quickly, especially when football season coming up, Colt, you plop down on the couch, you got two minutes to kick off, like, oh, I want to get a bet in real quick. The worst thing you do is when you go sign in, try to get a bet in, it takes forever, and then next thing you see, game not available. Worst three words in betting right there. With FanDuel, you get in there quickly, get that bet, pop down on the couch, check it all out. And also, once the game gets in, Easy to live in, too, which I know we're big fans of. You got a little trend. You see Uncle Mo shifting. Just live in. Get after it. Got live betting. You got odds boost, all kinds of different things, uh, props, futures, all kinds of things. Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and get amongst it with FanDuel. Got all kinds of stuff going on, Sleaze. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place your first bet on anything, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. Tough thing to say no to. All right, well, if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar or download the FanDuel Sports app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code subpar so they know we sent you. Disclaimer, 21 years or older and present in New Jersey. New users only. $5 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full t- terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call yep. 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Well done. Well, let's get to our picks for this week's FanDuel segment, Sleaze. Uh, loaded field, only 69 guys. The love number teeing up Hello. at the BMW Championship. Caves Valley outside of Baltimore. Beautiful golf course. And the only one not going to be there is Patrick Reed because of some health issues. But there will be 69 guys. By the way, how fitting. Our guy, Big Beautiful, Harry Higgs, ranked 69. Slides going right in. Up. If ever you Typical. didn't believe in the gods up above, there's a sign right there. But let's get to some of these odds and who we like the favorite. A uh, uh, big favorite, by the way, after oh, a disappointing last four holes. John Rom going off at huh. plus 650. Strange. Yeah. Wow. Weird to see John. He's lost to like four people in his last six events. So, yeah, seems to make sense. All right. Well, he's followed by Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, and Dustin Johnson round out some of the – Heavyweight favorites. As far as my favorite, I'm going to go. This guy's due. He cannot continue to not contend, in my opinion. I mean, he's number two in the world, number one in my heart this week. Dustin Johnson. Yeah, one would think. Uh, I had him in the one and done last week. Didn't go so well. I got a knack for picking top five players in the world on a bad week. But, yeah, how about how about he shows up, plays first round with no driver. Mm. A little crack in the driver face. Just, ah, I'll just go with two, three with, off the deck there. So, uh, yeah, DJ, I mean, you just wait for it to pop. And uh, I'll tell you a guy like going down a little bit further on that list um, right now who played uh, part of the tournament this week with only 13 clubs, Colt. Our guy, Victor Hovland, had a little putter snafu, might have slammed it on the bag, tweaked it a little bit, putted with the re- wedge the rest of the way. But he's going off at 33 to 1. T to green, such a beast. He makes so many birdies. If he just avoids some of the bogeys, I mean, he's got so much offense. Uh, I just I think Victor Hovland's going to pop in one of these big ones here soon. And you're going to need a lot of offense around Caves Valley. From what I've heard, it's pretty soft. They expect the scores to be pretty low. And a guy that can roll his rock that I like a lot, too, 35-1, to 1, Webb Simpson. Yeah, like him basically everywhere. If there's a tee box and a hole at the end of it, I like Webb. Uh, and if you want to go a little further down the list, you want some value, you want to just take a little shot in the dark, this pains me. But he made triple bogey on his last hole of the tournament last week in New York, and I know he's pissed off, and he's going to come out firing. The Seagull, Charlie mm. Hoffman, 100-1. to 1. Hundred to one it maybe a little on bit. the goal. He is angry. He's going to be dropping loads all over the place out there. Look out. Cover your head if you're in the greater Baltimore area. The goal is pissed. It's going to be awesome to see who can get in that top 30 and make it to East Lake for the Tour Championship. But most importantly, go download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or go to FanDuel.com slash subpar. Enter that promo code. Make sure you tell them we sent you and get amongst it. Win some money with us. Yes, get caked up. We're going to have more booster bets coming in the future as well, but this is your time. No better time to do it than now. Playoff season. And by the way, what else should I do? Go to the golf.com pro shop. Get you a little bird. Get you the birdie juice polo it's from good Travis bird. Matthew. Ka-ka! I told you. It's a bat signal for fun right there. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar. Ooh.